Hey, what's up? Some of the things that I say might hurt your feelings. I don't mean it, but I just speak what is true. I tear down lies and build up truth. So if you don't like what I say, you can go to the left or you can go to the right. This is not no mush mush. So here I go. Not even my own opinions, and most certainly not yours. 
simple communicators direct and I want you to under, I want you guys to go through my videos and listen to how many times I ask a direct question and I get some vague bullshit indirect answer this is the technique women typically do to try to frustrate men to get out of our frame it's a control tactic it's what girls learn in order to and it's when you, you know, they learn this as little girls to exert their influence you know exactly what you're doing I'm just calling it out it's not cute it's not funny of women has been unmute is unchanged. It's fleeting. Mm -hmm. That's why women are synonymous with being the feline or a cat. Men have been synonymous with being a canine or a dog. One is loyal, straightforward, know what it's gonna do. Anybody ever try to walk a cat? <laughs> so now in a state of nature, absolutely not. It is more incumbent for females to understand the men because without us, you die. That's all you need to know. Without us, you die. Without you, we just don't reproduce. We live. So mm -hmm. it's more incumbent upon you to understand us. But because mankind has forgotten woman's nature and many men have elevated women to the point of men and we've thrusted logic and reason and all these things on women that typically is not in their nature initially. It exists, but it's not in their nature initially. That's why so many men are confused. The nature more than grandfather married when your grandfather wanted to die. Or did they divorce? No, they were married. All right. My grandmother was married to my grandfather when he Thank passed. You. Thank you, and likely your great-grandmother was too. Those women had nowhere close to your education or your travel ability, but they could keep a man for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. The things you modern women think keep men don't keep men. Women with less education, so, less sleep, no? This is what I'm saying to you though, no, communication. No, no. Comfort. You can't make this shit up. She's, I said no. You've been taught wrong. You don't know. Cooperation. The one thing Cooperation. you lack. The one thing you lack because it's all about you. Boy, the fact that women have been sold this fallacy by feminism that they should always have a roster in their back pocket in case anything goes wrong with the current dude that they're talking to or dealing with or having sexual relations with. That exploring their sexual freedom is very empowering because they want to do the same things that a man can do, right? Here's an uncomfortable truth that I don't care who gets mad at me about. Y'all can't do the same shit we do. Men having sex with a bunch of women is completely different than a woman having sex with a bunch of dudes. It's completely freaking different. It's a double standard. And I know it's a double standard that a lot of women hate and don't like, but you gotta freaking deal with it. There are plenty of double standards that do not benefit us men. You don't hear us crying about it. 
We just shut the hell up and adapt. Continuing on to the topic. Unlike a lot of these women today that are not being taken seriously and not being and not being, you know, married by these men, back then a lot more women were married. And I'm gonna tell you why. They weren't trying to explore that sexual freedom and anything else like that. And they weren't sold that bullshit either. Because let's keep it a thousand. A woman cares about a man's future. She doesn't want the guy to be a bum. She doesn't want the guy to be lazy. She wants a man with ambition that wants to make something out of himself, right? A guy that has a bright future. And most men don't want a woman that has a past, a promiscuous past. That's why a lot of these porn stars, a lot of these OnlyFans females, a lot of these people that are in the sex sex industry and shit like that, or just three or fours in general, um, they are not happy and they cannot get a dude, let alone get married by one. Prime example, Kim Kardashian and her son finding her sex tape on his tablet. And look at how that turned out. Most of those women back then wanted to be with that one dude, be engaged to that one dude, and marry that one dude, and have a family with that one dude. They didn't want to go out exploring every Tom, Dick, and Harry and everything else like that, because they knew how that would make them look, and no man would want to take them seriously. Because the more women a woman keep laying down with, if she gets a really good dude, the unfortunate truth is she's going to compare the good dude that she currently just got to every other Tom, Dick, and Harry that she done been with is going to start judging him on things that Johnny done did or Harry done did that the current dude probably may not be doing right. Like the performance in the bedroom, let's just say that. But the dude is doing everything else right. He's paying the bills, he's providing for her, he is making her feel special, loving and respecting her. But because of body number seven, gave her that real good dick, she's going to disqualify the current good dude that she has and want to leave him. That's why this whole sexual freedom thing is making a lot of women more single. Number one, they used to you. See, you too accessible. They're not going to understand how good of a person you are until you step back. Number two, you spoil them with your yes. They don't even realize that this is a privilege just to be around you. Number three, they feel like you're going to always be there. They won't understand what they had until it's gone. Number four, they feel like you own something, not realizing that all the things you do for them is coming from the kindness of your heart. And number five, they feel like they can replace you, but they don't understand how hard it is to find good and genuine people who actually want to see you win. Keep a rich mentality. Whether of sound or of light or of touch is a vibration. And a vibration has two aspects, one called on and the other called off. Vibration is, seems to be propagated in waves and every wave system has crests and it has troughs. And so life is a system of now you see it, now you don't. And these two aspects always go together. For example, sound is not pure sound. It is a rapid alternation of sound and silence. And that's simply the way things are. Only you must remember that the crest and the trough of a wave are inseparable. Nobody ever saw crests without troughs or troughs without crests, just as you don't encounter in life people with fronts but no backs, just as you don't encounter a coin that has heads but no tails. And although the heads and the tails, the fronts and the backs, the positives and the negatives are different. They're at the same time one. And 
one has to get used fundamentally to the notion that different things can be inseparable. That what is explicitly two can at the same time be implicitly one. If you forget that, very funny things happen. Because you see, the human awareness is a very odd mechanism. We have as a species specialized in a certain kind of awareness, which we call conscious attention. The price which we pay for specialization in conscious attention is ignorance of everything outside its field. I would rather say ignorance than ignorance. You tend, therefore, to see the world in a disintegrated aspect. You take separate things and events seriously, imagining that these really do exist, when actually they're what you make out of it. Now, in Western culture, it is practically a basic assumption that existence is serious. This is particularly true among people who call themselves existentialists. When they talk about a person who exists authentically, they mean that he takes his life seriously and other people's lives seriously. Truth is, if men aren't sexually satisfied with their spouse, or their spouse keeps declining their intimacy offer, they will take that rejection to heart and they can easily translate it to a feeling of being unloved. And in fact, men are more likely than women to cheat due to the feeling of insecurity. They don't feel safe with you. They feel like they're unwanted, they're unloved. But when women cheat, they're often trying to fill an emotional void. So the balance here is pay your partner attention. You wanted to get with them in the beginning. So figure out what's changed. And if the relationship has enough substance in it, create the change and make it different. Emotionally, women need to be stimulated. They need to be cared for, taken care of. They need to understand that they can rely on you emotionally. And if you're not doing that, then why are you allowing another man to do what your job is? So women and men both have to be accountable for their own actions. But to have a successful, healthy relationship, it takes two. There can't be one person pouring all the energy in and the other person taking it all away. So think about your actions in a relationship. Are you doing your 50%? And is the other person coming to the party with their 50%? And if they're not, then there's an evaluation and a conversation that needs to be had. I said what I said. If someone is not listening to you, don't interact with them. Stop trying to get their validation. Stop trying to get their attention. They've already shown you they're not interested in whatever it is that you've got to say. They're brushing over whatever it is that you think's relevant and they're not respecting you. Respect yourself and walk away. The minute that you start to do that, you are going to see who there is in your life because they want to be and they're genuinely interested versus those people who just want to see your successes and be around you when that happens. So stop talking to people if they don't listen to you. Stop giving them the opportunity 
to speak over you. Stop giving them the opportunity to make you feel like your word is nothing and their word is everything. There's no power play here. And there's no power play when you take the power away. Listen to people who are of value. Listen to people who value you as well. Listen to people who have the conversation that is two-sided, not one-sided. Listen to the people who want to know about your day as much as you want to know about theirs. Friendships. Avoiding negative people is going to save you a lot of time, a lot of heartache, and a lot of disruption in your path, especially if you're wanting to move out of the certain comfort zone you may have been placed in. Maintaining friendships with people who have a positive outlook and who bring out the best in you and the most confident version of you is going to help you to elevate quicker because they believe in you. They want to be around you. They want to be part of your journey. Ask with confidence and listen with humility. So always be open to criticism, always be open to hearing somebody else's point of view, but then take it for yourself of where you feel that advice should be. You don't need to be stuck on listening to everybody else, but listening to others about their journey or about their success or how they did something is only going to give you the education and the insight that you may have needed for that particular thing. It's also important that self-confidence and your self-worth is the first thing to being great, is the first thing you need to master and conquer for the next undertaking. So it's great to be in the path of doing something. It's great to open the path to doing something, but don't allow those negative thoughts from yourself or from others empty your mind because they're the weeds that'll strangle the confidence that you're trying to build. So always keep yourself around positive, innovative, welcoming, kind, and moving forward individuals, and you'll see the difference within your path. The truth is, when we get into the habit of rising to meet challenges, rather than shying away from them, we are able to tackle them. We get real about situations, and it really is the opportunity for us to conquer something. And the more often that you succeed at things and you tick off those goals and you rearrange your schedules and rearrange your life to suit you, this gives you an empowerment and builds your self-worth. And the more often that you do this, you succeed in the tiniest and smallest of things. The biggest human temptation is to settle for too little is to settle for the bare minimum. And when you want to reach higher, do better, grow wider, expand, you've got to get out of that comfort zone. You've got to get out of that temptation of staying stuck and you have to move. You've got to jump and that can be scary. But who else is going to do it? Who else is going to live your dream? Who else is going to create that dream? Only you. So when you love yourself enough, to take that leap of faith on yourself, that new beginning and lifelong circumstance of greatness starts to appear. I said what I said. Y'all, I see exactly why men act the way they act now. Watch this. I decided to give the guy in my team a chance after coming out of a toxic relationship. And this is how it went.
financial services firm, Lehman Brothers, acknowledged that its founding partners owned not one, but several enslaved Negroes during the Civil War era, and that in all likelihood, it profited significantly from slavery. Aetna Incorporated, the United States' largest health insurer, apologized for selling policies in the 1850s that reimbursed slave owners for financial losses when the enslaved Negroes they owned died. Between 1831 and 1865, the two predecessors of J.P. Morgan Chase, Citizens Bank and Canal Bank in Louisiana, plantation owners defaulted on the loans. New York Life Insurance Company is the largest mutual life insurance company in the United States. They also took part in slavery by selling insurance policies on enslaved Negroes, ranging from $375 to $600. A 1906 history of New York Life says that 339 of the company's first thousand policies were written on the lives of slaves. Wachovia Corporation, now owned by Wells Fargo, has apologized for its ties to slavery after disclosing that two of its historical predecessors owned enslaved Negroes and accepted them as payment. N&M Rothschild and Sons Bank in London was linked to slavery. It has been revealed that Nathan Mayer Rothschild, the banking family's 19th century patriarch, made personal gains by using enslaved Negroes as collateral in dealings with a slave owner. The Mobile and Gerard Company, which is now part of Norfolk Southern, offered slaveholders $180, the equivalent of $3,379 today apiece for enslaved Negroes they would rent to the railroad for one year, according to the records. USA Today has found that their own parent company, E.W. Scripps and Gannett, has had links to the slave. The Uncle Obama just say, bro. Power of the international order that we have worked for generations to build. Ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. Individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. What do you mean? I don't know, man. Sound just 80% of black males who are in jail come from single mother homes. So don't sit here and preach to me how y'all do such a great job of So where is the father? Listen to what where you're is saying. the man oh, in the household? Okay, where I did you go? I can explain that. Let me explain that, please. <laughs> Here's a simple answer to that. See, I own a house. In that house, if you were my wife. And I kept inviting dudes over and they kept walking in with dirt on their shoes and they kept throwing popcorn and shit on the ground and fucking it up. When they left, who would you blame? Me or them? A combination of both. No, specifically you. Mm. Yes. Why? Because it's my house. See, let me explain something to you. When women have babies, I ain't never seen a man die in a delivery room. Mm. Women do, though. So, one... They can decide to end the pregnancy. That's right. He can't. Unilaterally. Yes. They can't. He can't. The, the men can't. The women can decide to give a baby up at a gas station, at a firehouse. At a fire. So yep. they can do all these things. So if women are so damn smart, how come they're the only motherfuckers that's constantly getting conned and, and lied to to get in the situation? Like, y'all claim y'all are smart as men, but y'all the only people who say, oh, he told me to do this and he talked me into this. When a man gets screwed over, they say it's your you fault. You should have seen it coming. should have seen it coming. So why is it we can't say to these women? Because let me tell you a stat that should shock you, all of you. Did you know there are two times as many black women with children than black men? Damn. What does that tell you? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to interpret that for you. Here we go. Oh, okay. It tells you 
that women are fucking the same man. Boom. Damn. So y'all know he ain't shit, and you fuck him because you in competition with that other ain't shit bitch to have that ain't shit nigga baby. Because you just saw a video on Instagram of Future, who you know got 9-11 kids, talking about how hard it is for him on uh, Valentine's Day with all these bitches, and bitches jump right on the video to be that with him. So don't tell me how great women are. Don't tell me how women care about marriage. Don't tell me how women care about society. Because if they did, the last thing you do is continue to reproduce with somebody you know has shown he is not a father but you do it because you want to now i'm panamanian so it's a little bit different because we should be a little bit honest we talk honest about it i know y'all americans have been led by so many women that y'all sit there and believe that a lie is the truth yeah and it feels real good to live in ignorance is bliss and what i don't know can't hurt me but if i don't know a woman got aids i can catch it it can't hurt me if i don't know the bricks don't work in this car before i crank it up and drive it i can die so stop living like that and let me tell you something young lady when you wonder why you have a man that is not there it's simply because you didn't require that man to be your husband before you allow that man to knock you up is that not a good enough answer ma'am come on here i try to tell you something positive share a little bit of wisdom but i never tell you actually going through I've only told you what I've been through but today is a new day I have spinal stenosis for the second time and I've had it for the second time for quite some time and it's gotten to the point over the last couple months I cannot maneuver anymore without a cane pain is so intense to where I fell in the street the other day. My legs just gave away. I fell in the little fucking street. My job is a block and a half from where I parked. And I had to walk uphill every day. My job, <laughs> I'm a concierge slash doorman, which means I'm on my feet every day, all day. My girl, she has to help me get from here to there, just in the house. Every day is not a bad day, but every day is a painful day. And I feel so fucking sorry for her because she didn't... She decided for this shit. I came here to take care of her. Cause they the only thing she been doing is taking care of me. Now I'm not telling you this for anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm telling you this because no matter how much fucking pain you're in, how fucked up the situation is, what you're going through, do not let shit stop you. <laughs> Don't let shit stop you because I'm telling you right now, I'm in so much fucking pain. 
gave me to go to work and handle my fucking business. Please take heed. I don't know how much value I have in this universe. Let me make it short and simple. You gotta find within you to find you out of all of life lessons. I used to see people sit by themselves and smile. Hey, you know what I found out about you? You're a strong, strong individual. Mentally strong. Hey, you know, it's crazy how three of the easiest words in the world to say is also three of the hardest words to admit. Yeah. 
there for seven, almost eight years. And then this pandemic hit. Now at this point, before this pandemic got like really, really bad. Maybe it was already bad. It seemed like it was getting good for a minute. We snuck off, took a road trip up to Boston. Had a beautiful time. That's where I usually go right there. <clears throat> that was Father's Day weekend. And that's also her birthday weekend. Only to come back home to find out that I lost my job. Sumter, South Carolina, when I grew up. So for me to get laid off, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to swallow that particular pill, but I did. And I promise you, it took me almost a year to find me another job. It's just a year, just straight disappointment for, the, for me. I mean, just, Poem on things that I failed as a person over my lifetime. And that list is so fucking depressing. And this is one more thing to add to this. But I'm telling you, if it wasn't for God and my girl, I would have never made it do this. I want to thank them from the bottom of my soul. If y'all wasn't in my life, I promise you. And if that's all it takes is an argument or a disagreement for you to hit up an ex or start entertaining somebody who's been sliding up in your DM, who? I'm not finna be in a relationship with nobody who can't handle an argument. Ain't no such thing as a perfect relationship. Really worth the black woman's time? <laughs> the only kind of black woman that is coming to ask this kind of question is a black woman that does not know or wants to know the value of a black man let's be real let's do it on the flip side i may have chose violence a little bit today let's let's talk about the black women that are on social media dating white men and all they're showing is material things trips um money 
did you get with that white man for money? You probably did. Be and then, and then at the end of the day, on the flip side, a black man is not sitting up allowing black women to treat them any kind of way anymore. No respect, demanding things. They're not tolerating that no more. So black women are going and getting with white men and thinking it's a flex. Are black men valuable? Absolutely. Are black women valuable? Absolutely. I said what I said. this phase just trying to holler at y'all see what's going on had a lot on my mind reminiscing trying to figure out these things that are going on my mind trying to figure out some puzzles I'm not here to start nothing I ain't trying to start nothing just got some things that I want to get done some things that I want to get solved some things I want to enlighten myself with so maybe y'all take a time and to get the opportunity to stop by and listen to my thoughts Hope so. Very intellectual. So, if you get time, just holler at me. I'm reminiscing all in my room, just trying to figure out a whole lot of things. Until then, y'all have a great day, and thank you for coming in and listening to me. Thanks. And there's no one else to blame except you. Because you're here alone. You can't say he did this or he did that. It's all you. I was an old lady before I understood that. So what's good, homies? It's your man, Dr. BOA. You know, many times we talk about women becoming cat ladies and getting to that point in life where they're going to regret that decision to be the independent-minded woman who don't need no man and all of that. And women really just take it with a grain of salt. They think we're just pretty much being haters and being dissatisfied with the fact that they can now do the things that men have always done, that they have the freedom to do those things. But as far as jealousy or hating or anything, we nothing could be further from the truth than that. The bottom line is, it's always older women who get to that point where they're basically losing their minds because they're bored and alone. Every now and then there's an older woman who comes along and most times she's already in cat lady status, like Eartha Kitt. But now the quintessential OG beauty queen, Diane Carroll, who has widely been defined as one of the most beautiful African-American women ever, has spoken on it. And while she still has her faculties about her and she isn't living in this life of misery as Eartha Kitt was, she has tried to tell women that all of you strong, independent women, you will regret your decision to be such when you're old and alone. 
Let's take a listen to this video, man. We'll come back and chop it up on a real tip. And it's difficult to learn to live alone. It's difficult because I'm difficult. I'm not easy to live with. You know, you have three or four choices here that will give you a terrible day or a wonderful day. And there's no one else to blame except you. Because you're here alone. You can't say he did this or he did that. It's all you. And you don't seem to want to make yourself extremely happy the way you wanted other people to come along to make you extremely happy. Nobody can make you extremely happy but you. I was an old lady before I understood that. It's refreshing to hear an older woman who is going to be honest with these women about the plight that they face if they continue to be this way. Now, this isn't something that, you know, we're going to rag women about it. We're going to give them a hard time about it. This is just honesty. And it's a shame that you notice she said she didn't figure this out until she was an old woman. And I promise you, someone told her that before some other older woman told her that. You know, the problem with this society is that young people don't listen to older people anymore. So you have all of these young men who are winding up in prison and in a graveyard. You have all of these young women who are winding up with all of these multiple children by all of these men who they didn't want and didn't want them because they won't listen to the advice of those who have already been down that road. So when you think about it, this is the best advice that any young woman could get. If you're an independent-minded woman, yes, it is going to be fun. You're going to enjoy it when you're young. But when you're too old to reap the benefits of being strong and independent, because that is a young woman's game. The strong, independent mindset is a young woman's game. You can't be strong and independent when you get into your 60s and 70s. You know why? You can be independent, but you can't be that strong in your 60s and 70s. That's just the way it is. None of us, even as men, we can be strong, but we can't be as strong. And the thing is, if you're situated in a position where you take care of your money and all of that as a man, you're good. You understand what I'm saying? But the bottom line is when a woman gets to a certain point, all of that emotion she's been holding back and she's been wielding as a weapon and she's been putting in a box trying to keep it away. It's all going to flood out at one time. And you're going to be sitting thinking about all of those wonderful men that you let get by, that you thought didn't have value, that you thought had less value than you. And you will regret it. Any woman I have ever known when I was a much younger man who had the independent mindset, guess what she is now? Married. Because the bottom line is you're going to get to that point where you're not going to want to be alone. You're not going to want to be in bed every night by yourself. And you're not going to want to be out there just traipsing around dealing with different men. Because here's the thing. As you get older, the quality of men you're going to be able to deal with changes. Women of a certain age, I'm not going to deal with them. And many men feel the same way. So when you're 20, 25, 26, 27, 30, you have options that you're not going to have when you're 50 and 60. That's just the reality of it. So what happens is you end up getting into your 50s and you end up marrying a man that you wouldn't have married before. Because guess what happens? He becomes your best option. And that's just the way it is. He becomes your best option. And this may not mean anything to you women, but it means something to Diane Carroll. It means something to Eartha Kitt, 
It means something to all of these older women. You think Mary J. Blige is happy that now she's single and she's got to go out on the road and tour in order to take care of herself? You think she's happy about that? Now, she may not be happy that she married the man she married, but the bottom line is, look at what happened. Mary didn't get married until she was a little bit older. The marrying age that men who are successful want a woman is between 20 and 30. When you're past that, then you start to get into that point where we have to start looking toward the future and have to start really considering menopause for you. You know, the older you get, the more complicated having a child becomes. And so if you're with a man and he wants children, any man who doesn't want children probably isn't going to marry you anyway. So I guess the bottom line is that when you get to a certain point in life, you got to accept the reality. So you can play around with the reality in your 20s, then your 30s, even some some of you into your 40s. You can play around with the reality of life. But at a certain point, the reality of life is going to be all you have left. All the fantasy world, all the living like Cinderella, all the living single, all of that is going to be gone. And all you're going to be left with is the reality that you are too old to be living the life you're living. Running up in the club running up a ticket on OnlyFans, doing all of these types of things that you got away with when you were young, because here's what's gonna happen. Father time and gravity are gonna combine and they're gonna change your prospects. They're gonna change the way you view you, which means they're gonna change the way you present you. There's a certain confidence you present yourself with when you're young that you're not gonna present yourself with when you're in your 50s and 60s. That's just the way it is. Now here's Diane Carroll beautiful woman still attractive now for her age so when you look at diane carroll you know she was a beauty queen when she was younger you understand because she held on to the foundation of her beauty now yes she's aged but she's aged gracefully and when you look at her and you say here she is considered one of the most beautiful women ever who had her choice of men at one time in her life and now she's sitting there alone and regretting the fact that she's alone because you know when you think about it, it gets to the point where you're not going to make that money like that anymore. Whatever profession you're in, you can be a nurse. A 60-year-old nurse is not going to be able to go out there and get it like she did when she was 25. It doesn't matter what your profession is. At a certain point, you're going to slow down in your profession. And you know what you're going to have on your hands? Time. And if you don't have any children and you don't have a man, you're going to be lost. And even if you do have children and they're adult children, you don't have a man, you're going to be lost. There is no happily single 60-year-old woman. Nowhere on the planet is there a happily single 60-year-old woman. Find her. Find her, tell her to email me, and I will interview her on the podcast, man. I will interview her because you're not going to find one because being single is not a happy position for a woman. Some women have enough money to give them some trinkets and treasures and play around and, and, and go and do things. But when it boils down to it, when they're at home at night alone in that bed, they know what single is. Why do you think single women drink all the wine? Because when they're at home, man, they got to drink their troubles away. Being single is not a fun game for a woman. And to be perfectly honest with you, for most men, it's not the, it's not the most exciting thing in the world. But the bottom line is, as men, you can always have access to at least some women that you would have been attracted to or wanted to have when you were younger. As long as you got your money right, you can always 
just have access. Now, I'm not saying, hey, man, if you want to pay, then pay. But I'm not saying you got to pay. But I'm saying if you got your money right, you can at least get the access. Now, how you handle the access is on you. But when it comes to being a single woman, there's an expiration date on being a single woman. And the problem is women in this society don't know what the expiration date is. They don't respect the fact that there's an expiration date. They don't accept the fact that there's an expiration date. And even though Diane Carroll, the great Diane Carroll, is here telling them right now that you're going to regret this. There are women who are going to hear this and say, that was the way it worked out for her. It's not going to work out for me. I'm talking about women who are not as attractive as her, even now, weren't certainly weren't attractive as her when she was younger, don't have the type of fame and notoriety that she has, and they're still going to say, that was her story. Well, here's the thing. If it happened to her, what makes you think it won't happen to you? And you don't even have the type of money to live a lifestyle that can make you forget about it sometimes. See, all these miles that you're putting on your physicality, your mentality, your spirituality are going to come back and make it virtually impossible for you to pair bond with anyone. So the sad thing is some of you women are destined to be alone because you have been out here having so much fun and living such a wild and carefree life that you're not going to even be able to be who you need to be to be in a successful relationship. And right now, in your younger years, I know you don't care. All you women in your 20s, I know I'm talking crazy to you right now. I mean, except for my shoulders, but all you women in your 20s, I, I know you're looking at me. Hey, you don't know what he's talking about. But if I'm going to listen to that older woman, I'm not going to listen to you either, B.O.A. Why am I going to listen to you, B.O.A.? You don't know nothing. You ain't no better one day in your life, B.O.A. You don't know nothing. Okay, fine. I don't know nothing today. Wait about 20 years. And I bet you're going to be saying, Boy, I remember B.O.A. said this. I should have listened to that B.O.A. Diane Carroll video, man, because it is true. Here I am alone. I ain't got nobody. And I promise you, I don't care how tough you think you are right now. Being 50, 60, alone, ain't got nobody. Got to be out there trying to date at 50. Do you know how hard the dating game is for a 50 and 60-year-old woman? There is no dating game for a 50 and 60-year-old woman. Think about it. Y'all comment down below and let me know what you think about it. Good man. Like that. Now, with the He's good actually a good man. Mm. And that's great. You, you are a good me? man. You just not for Keep me. Keep it pushing. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. I said what I said and I so, felt how I felt. So you could be the best man or whatever, handsome, but if you're not sprinkling the toxicity in there. No, 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 Not no, automatic no. toxic. So, so, if there's no spice, there's no what fire, what there's no spice. She said, if there's no spice, if there's no fire, let's continue and hear what she said. Oh, See, like, what is fire? What right. is spice and fire? Don't let me bitch boy you. But why, why would you do that? Why, as a human, why would you want to do that to a guy? And then you in a relationship. Why do you feel like I you don't. need to bitch him? And what you mean, bitch boy you? What's, what's the example of that? Like, don't be my yes man. Like, I don't need that. I'm aggressive, and if you can't handle my aggression, then there's something wrong. That you're well, not women, for women me. Say so, so she made a really great point, and I'm so happy she said that. I'm so happy she said that. She said, "I'm aggressive, and if you can't handle, shout out to the sister. Thank you for being in here." She said, "I'm aggressive, and if you can't handle me being aggressive, then you're not for me." How do you handle someone's aggression? So she basically wants war. She basically wants fight. If as, as a mask, like men know, right? If a woman being aggressive and she being in your face and all those things and she's saying, if you can't handle that, if you can't check her, if you can't put her, her in her place, 
then you're not the man for me. Homegirl basically wants a DV. You got men. You, I use my channel to talk to women, but I know there are men over here. I know there are men in here, right? If a woman say that, just leave her. Just leave her. Because that's, that's domestic violence right there. She's going to say, oh, I'm aggressive. And if you can't handle my aggression, if you can't shake her up, like, like the first girl said, then you're not the guy for her. Like, seriously? And then if, if you don't want to do that, if you want to walk away, if you don't want to engage and, and risk your future, then you are weak and you're passive and, and she can walk over you. Do we not hear ourselves when we have these conversations? Shea Butter said she wants WWE SmackDown. Exactly. Shout out to you, M. Mills. Nobody wants to be bothered with all that drama. Nobody. Who said earlier? Let me see. I've been starring these comments. And I see you guys in Super Chat. I'll get back to it. I'll get to it in a minute. Since says mature men value peace. Mature people value peace. All right, nobody want that toxic drama. Every minute, it's y'all. It's arguing. Every minute, it's a fight. Every little thing, it's a fight. Like they're picking the fight for nothing. They're picking a back and forth for nothing. Oh yeah, I didn't even remember this song. If it's status and hood, Destiny Child song. I want a soldier. That's the mindset we have. That's the mindset we talk about when we say, oh, I want a man who can handle me. I want a man with a little bit of street in him. I want a man with a little bit of hood in him so he can handle me. Like, do we not realize how toxic we are? But then we quick to call men toxic. We quick to say men are the problem. With every little thing, we quick to say men are the problem. But we're okay coming on platform saying this. And again, as I said, this was one of the many, many videos I found of them saying stuff like this. Saying, oh, I don't want a nine to five guy because he's too bored. A nine to, a man, a man who works nine to five is too boring. A man with a, a steady income, with a stable job is too boring. We crave that drama way too much and we wonder why we're at the bottom. I just cannot, I cannot, I cannot understand why she thought that that was okay. And then if a guy was to raise his voice or raise his hand or shake her up a bit or knock the weave off her head, it's, oh, black men don't protect us. Oh, black men are offing these women. Black men are doing this, black men are doing that. When you go and say, oh, you're aggressive, and if a guy can't handle you, then he's not for you. So how else can a man handle an aggressive hyena? Shout out to Miss Crimson Cure. How else do you uh, handle aggression if it's not with violence? And that's why they backed up Will Smith that much. Because the only way they know how to deal with situations is through violence. So with Will Smith going on stage and assaulting another black man, they clapped it on because violence is what they know. Violence is how they show love. If the relationship isn't toxic, if the relationship doesn't have some kind of spice, then it's too boring. If the relationship is too peaceful, if all y'all do is go to the, well, not go to the gym in that case, but you guys know what I mean. If all y'all do is go to the gym, come home, eat dinner, watch a movie, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, 
go to the gym, have dinner, watch a movie, go to sleep, wash, rinse, repeat. If that's all y'all do, it's too boring. Now you gotta check his phone to find out who he's who he's um who he's texting. He gotta go missing for a couple of days for you to get that spice, for you to get that drama that you crave. And again, that's why so many of them watch these reality TV shows. That's why so many of them are always caught up on these um on these celebrities drama. Well, all right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, my brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of YouTube, this is Pastor Dow. It has been some time. For those of you who follow close and understand what we do here at Straightway, uh, you all know that we have been at the turn of our new year, the beginning. And um, also, uh, we have increased our territories. And, um, you know, we just got finished with Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of First Fruits. Uh, we enjoyed the fellowship and the company, over 900 uh, Israelites coming from all different parts of the United States of America. And then now many of them have done made it home safely, some still traveling on the road. Um, so, but that's the nature and reason why you have not seen much of me. Uh, I have been posted somewhat of the videos of the festivities that we've been having going on. But however, I'm here for another reason. I'm here for another reason uh, because I think that you should have a need to know. now. Um, I try to do things tactfully, uh, tastefully, um, and of course, you know, we can discern things that are already happening before it's happening, but then we still have to let it play out. Um, uh, teacher Eric Robinson has chose to go his own way. So he's no longer in the ministry. Uh, however, he did not inform me. He never picked up the phone, uh, and, 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 you know, to say, you know, at least give me some honor and say, hey, pastor. Um, you know, uh, I know y'all ordained me and stuff, but I'm going to uh, go another way. Uh, Pastor Corey did call him and say, you know, you need to actually call Pastor down and have a conversation with him. And this has probably been about maybe, it's getting close to a month ago, and he still has not yet chosen to do that. But yet he's still teaching uh, and, 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 you know, doing all these other things. Now, this is the second time uh, that I've actually ordained uh, or let's say had in fellowship someone uh, that I've actually had up before the Israelites to speak to them. The first one was Pastor Joe Fox, um, who has since retired, uh, but yet he's still teaching, yet he's still preaching or whatever he's doing. I don't know. Um, and now teach Eric Robinson. So, uh, you know, in straightway, everybody knows that we're very serious minded people. And I'd give an example about how you do things like this. I remember when I was a young man, uh, in the apostolic church. And I started talking to uh, Bishop Mulberry about what the Most High was showing me in the word. Um, and I was, you know, of course, what you see, what he was showing me is the way you, um, you see me living life now. Uh, and now straightway has 12 working viable communities with people on them. Uh, the ministry has done expanded. But anyway, many of you know the storage. For those you don't, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of it. Uh, I went to Bishop Mulberry when I was a young man, probably about 25 years old, somewhere along in there. And I was reading the word and and the most high began to show me how um, that we should be living set apart and how we should be combining all our resources. You can find in the law, you can find in the prophets, the Messiah clearly talked about it. The apostles implemented and then you saw how the Israelites lived. Now, most people today take a modernist view by saying that was only for that time. 
But then if that was the case, then why don't we just paint a broad brush and say the Bible was only for that time and stop selectively picking and choosing or using selective deduction to pick and choose or cherry pick to determine what we're going to believe or what we're not going to believe. Uh, that's not me. So anyway, I got the revelation of it and I actually went to the bishop and I told him uh, exactly what the book says. He told me at that time it's not going to work. I said, why? He says, um, it's just simply ain't going to work. All right, so nevertheless, fast forward that, I got out of the military and I started to implement what the Most High y'all put into my heart and mind. I invited the bishop to come up and, and see what was going on. At that time, we was living uh, in one home and we was having uh, uh, what you will call church services, assemblies, in the basement of a house. And he came up, he looked at it, he enjoyed the fellowship of the people, but he looked at me and says, uh, God is not in this at all. Can we use your home to showcase one of our new roofing styles or colors? Not in this at all. Basically what he wanted me to do was get a, for, a storefront or get a building and then do it that way. But that ain't way y'all was leaving me. So I said, Bishop, you know, I kind of respectfully declined. I'm going to, um, I, I appreciate your blessing, but I'm going to go ahead and, and go on this way. No hard feelings. I even have been back down there to see him uh, at least on two occasions before he passed since then. So no departing, no bad blood. And because I honored the old man, I honored the old man because the man was highly anointed. Um, the man taught me a lot. And so I honored him and I thought that he had the right to know and what I was doing. And we respectfully departed. So uh, since then, being in the ministry, uh, I've come across two people who I have helped put on the map of YouTube um, and given them exposure, uh, let them use Straightway's platform uh, done all this stuff, but you see, I can't do this any longer. So the saints in, in Israel, the saints of part of straightway, we no longer listen to Pastor Joe Fox or Joe Fox. I don't know what you want to call him, but we don't listen to him any longer. Um, and he hasn't said one thing to me one way or the other. I still to this day don't even know the reason why he chose to break fellowship. Well, it's the same thing with, with teacher Eric Robinson. Uh, we ordained him and He's been a, a good brother. Him and his family have been a good brother. I've helped restore his family in the ministry. Uh, and I'm not going to go into that. Um, he's been a good brother, and I still love the brother. No hard feelings, no nothing. But, you know, uh, there's a very tactful and honorable way of doing things, especially um, if you consider uh, the people in front of you and how long we've been doing this, that we know what we're doing. So, you know, uh, Teacher Shane went to his website and realized he started taking down all the stuff from Straightway. And so I went over there to check it out, and sure enough, he did. So I had a copy of his testimony, what he'd done for me, and I waited for at least a month before I put it up to see if he was going to call me. So I put it up so you could see the words that he had to say about me. Now, I don't know the reasons why that he has chosen to move on, uh, but that's his prerogative. Uh, the thing that I think that is dishonorable and disrespectful is the lack of honor um, and the lack of respect, uh, you know, that uh, is shown towards me uh, as his pastor, which he greatly declared, um, and just a wise man that's in front of him. You know, I remember when he first came out, hungry he was, and I've been there to help him every step of the way. I've loved him, loved his family, but nevertheless, he's chose to go on. And he's chose to not do it in what we will call the most ethical, righteous way. Uh, so I can't, in all good conscience, say that straightway that we're watching him or listening to him any longer. Let him go do what he's doing. 
Um, and we'll see what the Most High has for him. Um, I don't know how we're going to see because we're not listening to him. Nobody in the straightway ministries is listening to him. So at one time I recommended him. Now I can't recommend him. So I don't know. Maybe you can tell me what is this thing with these men today to where they don't take the honorable approach like I did and just simply go to your brother um, like they teach. Uh, if you have an alt or a fault, or even if you just choose to want to separate because you believe the Most High Yah is leading you a different way. I've got to get out here and tell you and inform you because I can't, in all good conscience, have you thinking that we over here straightway is now continuing to sanction him and his teachings um, and recommending that you listen to him when we're not doing it. So uh, straightway and truth in the ministry, uh, we don't recommend that you listen to him because he's not going the same way we're going. You would never, ever hear teacher Eric Robinson speak about living set apart. You would never, ever hear him about forsaking the assembly of the fellowship of the manner of some is. You would never, ever hear him um, actually doing what the book says, come out of her, my people, and be ye separate, saith the most high y'all. You would never, ever, ever see him um, unless a man forsake all that he has. He cannot be my disciple. Uh, you would you would never ever ever hear him speak and teach on the prodigal son. Um, no, I'm gonna say no, not the prodigal son. Excuse me, but the rich young ruler. You'll never hear that account because only the people like us who actually live this gospel. You know, they that preach it must live it. We're the only ones that have the light like that to be able to speak it, preach it, teach it, and live it. That's straightway. And so you don't have to worry about. It. He's never going to do community. He's never going to live set apart. Uh, he's never going to invite any Israelites uh, to live with them in the same way with Pastor Fox. Um, the way was just a little too much um, for them. And, and um, like in the words of Pastor Fox, you know, when he first came to me, he says, you know, he's done his research. And at most and at best, communities only last no more than three to five years before they dispel. Well, straightway is almost 30 years running. And we're going to continue to keep running because the Most High Yah has granted us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Now, there's going to be others who have already fallen away or that have went away uh, and used the same vein and whatever it is, some type of offense or whatever it is. Um, and, and they're probably going to go listen to him. That's their prerogative. But I want to read to you, starting in 1 John 2.18, the reason why things like this happen. It says, my little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. Here it is, verse 19, 1 John 2, 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifested that they were not all of us. So they went out because there never was of us from the beginning. There was an agenda, and now it's coming to the forefront. Um, so, you know, I, you know, it's 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 still appalling to me this day, time, and hour. It really, truly is. Um, but anyway, it goes on. It says, uh, "But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. And I have written, and I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it." and that no lie is of the truth. Now, you think about this for a second, listen. So we've learned a lesson a straight way. We realize that we're going in, in a different vein, but we're on the path. 
uh, probably way ahead. And cool, I don't know. We could be way behind. I don't think we are in obedience. But myself and the elders have sitting down this past feast, and we had a discussion, and we spoke about not ordaining anyone that is not with us in the ministry. Because uh, straightway started from Yahshua, Jesus Christ, by ministering to this mind right here. And I've taught people, every one of them, how to heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, um, you know, all the things. Um, how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, keep the law, statutes, the commandments of the Most High Yah, show no discrimination. Whosoever will come, they come and the, come to the Most High Yah. I mean, I've done done all that. Uh, and sure, there's you're many, many, many. I, I probably, you listen, Pastor Dow has uh, no shortage of enemies. Every single day, there's some woman thinks she can tell me what to do or speak in the same audience as a man. Uh, there's always somebody out there just trying to judge me, false witnesses and stuff. Um, but what I, what I do and I, and what I am doing is it's just ignoring noise because I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. But straightway is no longer listening to teacher Eric or Pastor Joe Fox. And I'm sure they're both fine with it. Um, so I thought I'd make that known. I thought I'd make that to, known to the community head so they can put out that, that, that particular message as coming from the hub. But we're not going to be ordaining anybody else that, that is, isn't with us in the ministry. Manipulation is when they blame you for your reaction to their disrespect. I'm warning people right now, watch this bill that's about to be introduced and put on the table for if Russia uses weapons of mass destruction, the United States will be able to respond militarily and join the fight. He says down here, if passed, it will give Biden the authorization to allow U.S. to help militarily against Ukraine. So we have another bill that's going through Congress and Senate that can allow Biden to use military powers to attack Russia. I say the second bill because the first bill was put on the table on New Year's, which the U.S. unveiled a legal trigger for war with Russia, which passed through your House and Senate and your defense bill. Yes, everything now that is happening has been planned. And it's all in this bill right here. From cutting Russia to the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, to declaring war on Russia, to literally marking Russia as a terrorist state. People like to label me a fear monger, but they need to look up their own information. Because there's more to the story, I promise. I'm warning. Yo! Babe, hush, hush, babe. Hush, hush. Hush, babe. Hush. Cause he pulling us off for no reason. Hush. Hush, baby, before he shoots you, you know how these baby hush. My hands behind my back. You know how these folks is. No, not the first time I have. No, I'm not. You don't lose your job. You wanna know why? Why? Cause you think you know the law, but you don't. Turn around. Where you get taken? Baby, turn around. Don't even clap at these folks. Just turn around. He not even telling me what you're doing. Fuck them. Just turn around. Like, what you mean? I ain't threatening nothing. Do not. Don't move. What? Turn around, baby. Cause I'm getting pissed off. What's your phone? What? Do not shoot him! Uh, Do not shoot him! Let him go! go. Let him go! Let him go! Let him go! Where your phone at, baby? I wouldn't even fight you, bro. Let him go! I wouldn't even fight you. What you gonna do? What is you pulling us over for? What is you pulling us over for? Can somebody help us? Can you please help us? Somebody help us! Bro, I can't believe it. Can somebody help us? Can somebody help us? Put your phone
What's up, y'all? You know, what I got to say, a lot of you women are probably not going to like. So you might want to just scroll past right now. There are so many men out there that are living in pain and agony and so much hurt right now. And you know the reason why? You, me. So many times women overlook the feelings of men. And I'm going to say this because I can speak to it. And especially black men. I'm going to say 75 to 80% of men walk around hurt all the time. And for black men, it's probably about 95% walk around in hurt and pain and agony. Suffering every single day. Yet they get up because they have to. They get up because they have to make sure things happen. They live uh, being unworthy. Yet they have nowhere to turn to, so they don't have a choice but to suck it up and keep going. They're more, than, more often than not, there are no safe places for them to go to, even mentally. They've been through so much trauma and drama that they don't even have a safe space to think to get through the problems and get through the healing inside of their own head. So when you try to come at them with negativity and with aggression, and especially when they're going through something and they shut down and they don't want to hug, they don't want to kiss, they don't want to sleep by you. You got to give them that space because you don't have the capacity to get him through it. He has to once again get himself through it. Give him space. Gotta give him time. It doesn't always have to be another woman. And stop with that accusation. They live feeling looked over, unwanted, undesirable, abandoned, like no one cares about them. No, like no one cares about their feelings. Like their emotions don't matter. Like their heartbreak doesn't matter. Like what they do doesn't matter. They feel like they're that like the women that they do take care of and the families that they do take care of. They feel and the kids that they, that they do take care of. They feel like they're uh, uh, so ungrateful for what the work that they do put in, and it's sad. They feel unwanted. Why? Why do you think that is? They don't have space. They don't have space to grieve. They don't have space to heal. They don't have spaces to vent. And it's sad. Hey, Mom, Barbie, I want to talk to the Kings really, really quick about don't click off because I'm about to tell you some real shit. A lot of you guys are not taught that your sperm is valuable. It's full of vitamins, nutrients. It actually is your life force energy, okay? It keeps you healthy. This is the reason why they target you. They want you to give as much of it away as possible. Everywhere you turn is sex, 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 sex. And the reason behind that is because if you are constantly drained, you can't create. Men who are top tier, high caliber, good business owners, hustlers, whatever they do, they get their money. They will tell you they are very selective about the types of women that they choose to lay down with. Because if you lay with dust, you become dust. If you lay with someone that takes care of themselves, you'll in turn get benefits. Sex is power. It's an energy swap. OK, so I love y'all. I just wanted to come through with that quick gem because you guys need to know you're just as valuable as we are. OK, the true so meaning good. behind six, six, six. Six 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 is bad. How they try to say six 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 is the devil number? Christians made their word bad. 
let me show you. I'm finna teach y'all something. And if you like this, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, link in my bio for more videos like this. ASA in modern popular culture, 666 has become one of the most widely recognized symbols for the Antichrist, you know, the devil. It say the number 666 is purportedly used to invoke Satan. That's what Christians teach you. Now let me tell you what it really means, and I know it's going to be some people down in the comments, some YT people and some more people that's going to say, no, it's not, no, it's not. You Christians need to sit this out. Start from right here. Melanin is six protons, six neutrons, and six electrons, which creates the carbon atom, which is melanin. 666 in Christian circles is considered to be the mark of the beast and said to be evil. This is what black people been taught. Propaganda is real. They teach you how to hate your fucking self. And you can Google this. There's a lot of people on here. That's why I am 666. If the uneducated consider me to be evil, then so be it. I know what I am because they look at anything that's not their way or they don't know about as wrong anyway. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Please share this video and like for more videos. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. New segment. It is called, Are They Delusional? Yes or no? And why? Put your answer in the comments or you can stitch it. Our subject today is a 37-year-old female. She has three kids. She was married once. She divorced him. She admits that she's not in the best of shape. She's cute, not beautiful. She made about $900,000 last year investing in real estate. She wants a multimillionaire. She doesn't know if she can have any more kids, but she wants a multimillionaire who can take care of her, her three kids, her father, and give her the life she's used to or even better. Now, is she delusional? Yes, no, and why? Comment or stitch. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. New segment. That uh, the spirit is so moved to make sure this gets out. Is that... Uh, January. January 21st of this year, so just two months ago, uh, the FDA decided to authorize remdesivir as the only drug to be authorized to be used in all newborns in this country. Can't, I cannot even fathom the men or women in charge that would actually do that. So it's now been moved since January 21st of 2022. It's been moved out of hospitals as the only drug to be used, only allowed in hospitals this entire pandemic. Now they're moving it into in and out of hospital care for children as young as newborns, seven pounds heavy through the 18 year pediatric age range. It's the only authorized drug. There is nothing else that they're allowing for COVID-19 treatment. And I find that incredibly evil. And then they've also now canceled uh, monoclonal antibody uses throughout the United States and all U.S. territories for COVID-19 early treatment, and they're moving remdesivir. According to 
According to Department of Homeland Security reports, Facebook has replaced almost every other CIA information gathering program since it was launched in 2004. After years of secretly monitoring the public, we were astounded so many people would willingly publicize where they live, their religious and political views, an alphabetized list of all their friends, personal email addresses, phone numbers, hundreds of photos of themselves, uh, and even status updates about what they were doing moment to moment. It is truly a dream come true for the CIA. Much of the credit belongs to CIA agent Mark Zuckerberg, who runs the day-to-day -day Facebook operation for the agency. The decorated agent, codenamed the Overlord, was recently awarded the prestigious Medal of Intelligence Commendation for his work with the Facebook program, which he has called, quote, the single most powerful tool for population control ever created. Among the biggest successes of the Facebook program is Operation Farmville, which the CIA credits with pacifying as many as 85 million people after unemployment rates rose. Let me shock some Americans because it seems like some of you think entire world works just like in the US. One, did you know that in most parts in Europe, university is free? Yeah, you don't pay anything. So unless you had like bad grades in high school, then you have to go to the private one that does cost around $300 per month. Two, when you go to the hospital, you pay nothing, around $0 because it's free. You don't have to end up deep in debt. Yeah, I know that is shocking, but that is how it works. And three, did you know that when you register your car in Europe, you do it once when you buy a car and then second time when you buy another car. You don't have to do it every year. I, what, what for? Let me shock some Americans because about Antarctica. There's been an archaeological dig there for decades. So they finally found a very large chamber that was filled with stasis pods. What was in these stasis tubes? Perfectly preserved biological bodies mm -hmm. that if something were to animate it, probably pop right up and move around. They left them there in stasis pods in case of a, some kind of a later activation. Do your people know what species? No less than three or four dozen different species. We did find some operational jump gates. This is probably one of the oldest intergalactic spaceports on the planet. Such a rapid pace because of all of the blast we're getting from the sun, which is activating our consciousness levels again, right? So they try to cover the skies and trying to spray and all that because we don't want you getting those kind of activations. We don't need you coming online just yet. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all better understand that the planet is getting much hotter. And from what Ron told me at, at one point, at some point, this planet's going to be as high as a thousand degrees. Mm-hmm. I got that same death flow. That's crazy. You said that I got that same one in meditation yesterday. Yeah, it's gonna be. A, he told me it's gonna be a thousand degrees, and basically, you should be spending as much time in the sun as you possibly can. So, one, you can begin to start shedding off all that old stuff, have raw come in and burn all that old stuff out of you and off of you. That's number one. Um, number two, so you can prepare your skin to get crystalline, because when we transition into 5D. You, you, you're, you're going to be, you're still going to be visible, but you ain't going to have the big, the, uh, the body you got right now. That has to transform. When your body transforms, you'll be able to withstand a thousand degree weather. Mm -hmm. But I do have to understand that there is a plan that is put in place. And I'm not saying when it's going to happen. I'm just saying, just pay attention to the weather and its patterns. Now they're going to say to you, this is climate change. This is that, this is that. Well, 
There are things that have to happen that must happen now because of the timing. Gaia is cleaning up her planet and she's thing at the same damn time. I say. So we got to get, if you can't handle the frequency, you're going to go crazy out here. Yep. How exactly does the government own people that are U.S. citizens? Like, what does that really mean? This is what it means. It means that this birth certificate right here is a contract, a contract that they got your parents to sign unknowingly, and they did it to create a doctrine. If they can get your parents to sign in this box that says informant, then they can always hold you in a doctrine called parents patri. So this is what they do. Here's the location where the parents sign away as informant right there. That's the parent signature. So that's the doctrine that they get you by. They don't tell you, judges admit it, if they're asked, they don't hide it. But that's what they use. And they got the contract and they got the right and you're too ignorant to know any better. And that's just the way it works. If you don't have rights, it's because you don't know them. And those who don't know their rights, they don't have them. That's how it works. You gotta know your rights and then you can have them. So, here you go. Yeah, yeah. 
Girl, I to be gentle I'ma pull up in a rental Then I drop it, then I